Hello everyone and welcome to Coffee and Comic Books. I am not Autumn. And I'm joined also by not Autumn. I'm Autumn, actually. Meow meow. <laughs> That's how this works. Uh, Autumn is taking a break, as has been mentioned on every other export podcast that has gone out. So Not only is Autumn on break, Autumn's on vacation, like out of the state vacation right now. Yeah. I'm very jealous. It, all the pictures look great. And they're probably listening to this right now, or at some point in the future. Yeah. Uh, well... Because you're not Autumn, and you haven't been on this podcast before, what is your history, M, with reading comic books? So, uh, hi, I'm M. I, I, have a, I do Abnormal Mapping, um, which people might know about. It's a podcast network. It does not have a comics podcast. I never has. Uh, not that I've run, anyway. Uh, abnormalmapping.com. Anyway, I did not read comics as a kid. I read newspaper comics. Um, but outside of that, didn't read comics at all i got into web comics in like high school because that was 2001 uh mm-hmm. peak web comics times so there was a part there's a time in my life from like say 2002 to say like tw- 2008 ish where i would read dozens of web comics like daily like i just had a whole like blog roll or i guess it was probably rss feed right because it was the odds yeah, yeah. do such a thing um and i would just wake up every morning and uh look at all my comics and um but I didn't really get into comic books. Um, I got briefly into Batman um, in my like late teens, early 20s. Once I had disposable income, I was like, what, what's comic books? I like Batman. Batman's cool. And I read some Batman. Um, and then that was kind of it. Um, and then uh, I read the odd like thing people recommend every now and then, like graphic novels or manga. But um, it was really New 52 happened. And I was like, fuck it. I like DC. I'm going to read some New 52. And I, the first week of New 52, I picked a couple of comics to read, read those and went, well, I want to read more than just one issue ones. This is boring. Um, and immediately dug backwards into DC stuff. So I guess like the my comic book like field is primarily like Bat Family stuff right before New 52 ish. Okay. Um, but like that, that's like a big window. It's like um like birds of prey and no man's land and uh dick bats and the batgirl book and you know stuff like that and the, the nightwing ongoing from the 90s that is fucking terrible but i love it a lot um <laughs> which extends all the way up to like stuff like manhunter um which i is a book i really like that no one has read of dc stuff um, that's ostrander right uh i do not remember my copies are somewhere else yeah yeah because that's all related um, to the Suicide Squad at some point too. Yeah. Um, is that Ostrander? Let me let me look up who this is. The Kate Spencer Manhunter is the one I'm talking about. Okay, it might not be the one I'm thinking of then, because there's a bunch of those. Um. Created by. Oh, that doesn't really help me. Really, does it? Um. Because it's volume three of the book Manhunter is where she starts. Uh yeah. Mm-hmm. Comics. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but that's like all the like Mr. Bone stuff. Uh, uh-huh. Anyway, um, I kind of fell off New 52 after about a year of it. I was like sick of this shit. And I've never really look- looked back. I've read some other stuff around here and there. I mostly read manga because I have an anime podcast. So it, to, to read, to watch anime, one must also read manga. I feel like or you're kind of falling down on the job. I also facilitated um, that a bit, too. Yes, that is true. Um, but I would not call myself a comics person, really. I, I've like very read very little Marvel in my life. I've, I'm not particularly interested in superheroes. Um, there was a brief period where I read a bunch of Image stuff, right? But like, I uh-huh. wouldn't consider. I wouldn't think I held on to all of it in my brain, right? 
Like yeah. everyone else, I read and was disappointed by Chu, right? One of those kind of people. <laughs> I don't think I ever, did I ever read, actually read Chu or just like watch it? I finished it. Chu it was fucking terrible. It gets really <laughs> fucking terrible. Um, yeah, it's like that. And uh, what's the one with the, the like the goat kid or like the deer kid? Oh, I didn't read that one. I know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, but those are the same like sphere of my of my head where I watch people read those and never read them myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, that's like how I got in, but I got in like with like Sweet Tooth. I was right. I was like, I think it's called Sweet Tooth. That's a Vertigo book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. I, but I got in like World War Hulk era, like that kind, like right before mm-hmm. New Fifty Two, basically, and then went backwards yeah. too because that's what everyone does. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I have a lot of love for the Bat Family that has been totally destroyed by continuity and everyone hating all of the women in DC comic books, yeah. um, mostly. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um. Uh, have you read uh, anything for this? Oh, yeah, yeah. So for this, I just kind of I was like, Autumn always brings so much stuff because Autumn cares about comics more than I ever will. So I just went to my shelf and grabbed like two things that I've had for years. And one of them I've had for years and uh, had not read yet. Um, So my first book is uh, The Harrowing of Hell by Evan Dom, um, which is a short uh, graphic novel about the three days between Jesus crucifixion and resurrection. Um. It's done in this very like sketchy, almost like woodblock style, and the comic's like black, white, and red. It's all like just a tricolor comic, um, and it's like journeying into hell to confront Satan, juxtaposed against like time on Earth uh, and what that was like before he was crucified. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really good and dramatic. It, not to like, I guess it's hard to talk about a book that's like less than a hundred pages without just outright talking about what it's about. But it's mostly about. Um, the idea that when Jesus goes to hell, the thing he's confronted by from Satan is the reality of what will happen in Jesus's name in the future and whether he's willing to actually continue on knowing the things that will be done under his banner, basically. Oh, that's um, which is really fucking good. Yeah. Yeah. That's like, um, a, I liked it quite a bit. That's like an angle on that. I've never seen or heard of before. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and then the other book I read was one I bought because of you. Oh yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> which was uh, uh, which was um, Plaza uh, by Yoko Yamauchi, uh, who is, which is an incredible cacophony of pop art as a book. It's just like a parade uh-huh. for hundreds of pages. Like it's all in like this kind of like three quarters view, and there's only sound effects, and it's a. It is a work of art where it makes me feel dumb to, to <laughs> witness it, no, which doesn't that, happen to me very often. I get that with art comics a lot myself, too, which is why I read more of them to, like, get over yeah. that, basically. Yeah. Um, yeah, because, I, because you know, I do criticism all the time, but it's like narrative focused criticism. We confront it with just a piece of art that is here for hundreds of pages and like you trying to discern a narrative out of it, it would drive someone crazy. Right. Um, it's, and the interview in the back, it's like, I just like drawing things and I want something that like felt like a progression, but you couldn't hold on to it. It's like a really good interview in the back. If you ever pick this up. Um, he but, is my um, favorite living comics artist. I believe right now, like it's okay. all his stuff is just incredible. I, I was left kind of like nonplussed by it. I don't really know what to make of it other than I feel odd, which is not a thing that I feel about art very often, which is like, I, I miss that. Cause I feel like I used to feel it all the time. Uh-huh. There's a quote by uh, him that is like, he wants to make art that you cannot place in time and space mm-hmm. that no one, like no one's like recognizable, whatever show up in, or like no, no, no East or West would ever show up in his art. You couldn't tell where it's going on, which is cool. Human emotion does not exist in this art. It's just art. <laughs> Yeah, it's just really overwhelming. Uh, speaking of him, the book I told you to read after that, uh, Baby Boom, looks like this. And, oh my god. Uh, this Discord can load this image. Why is it loading? Oh, they're bitmap files. Why are they bitmap files? <laughs> what did I tell <laughs> Whoa, wait, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, it's just 200 pages of this little... Uh, kid, you need and, to hook. You need to hook me up with this. Holy their, shit! And their parent, and it's all. So the thing about the book is that um, it's so for people not looking at it, it's like two color markers. But the thing about the book, and it will be, make more sense on the next page, is that um, <laughs> I'll just let you see it. Uh, it's in that folder I put on the export audio chat of all oh. a bunch of 
art manga. But the thing about okay. the markers is the markers change colors. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> it's so good looking. This is wild. Yeah, they're all like kind of like dude. They they almost look like like telephone doodles, right? The kind yeah, of vibe yeah. that it has, um, but carefully constructed into a narrative. Man, this is this is overwhelming once again. <laughs> here's the here's the last one of them uh, starting to clean their apartment, parent and child together. Which um which <laughs> so I don't know if this is a reference you'll get because I don't I I picked this book up randomly. So I found it used at like a half price. 10 years ago and read it. Um, have you ever read cement? No. Okay. There's like this one page. And I think it's like famous of cement. It's like, he's a superhero. He's like the thing, but he's just like a guy. Oh, I know cement. it's cement. I, I, I thought you were talking about a book book. I mean, yeah. Concrete. Concrete. That's what it is. Sorry. It's been a long time. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah. 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 You click. Yeah, yeah. I haven't read it, but I know what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. There's like this famous page where he's just like, he like has to march across a body of water, which means he's at the bottom of the ocean. It's just like, hundreds of tiny panels that fill the page of him slowly <laughs> emerging from the water. And that's the first time I've ever felt like truly overwhelmed by like what comics are. Uh-huh. Uh, and that's what this makes me think of all the time. Yeah. It, it just also gives, they like go dancing at parties and stuff. It's great. This book. Yeah. Well, I'll send, uh, send it to you later. It's like 186 pages of just that. Oh, and I got it in French cause you can't find it in English, but it doesn't have words in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's great. Um, the thing I read for this is also a thing I've had on my shelf for a bit that I never finally just decided to read, and it's the last two volumes of Dead Dead Demons Destruction. Oh damn! I fell off of that in like volume six because I'd caught up to where they were, right? Like, yeah, yeah. Um, and I have not read them because I was kind of waiting for the the official releases, like the actual like Tonka Bonds in English aren't out yet, right? They That's are only done. Like yes, times. I have both of them in English. Oh, okay. Okay. I, for some reason, I thought that wasn't until next year. It's 11 and 12. Yeah, yeah. They finished this year. Maybe I thought of that last year when the so, last time yeah, I looked out about this. But um, I am, uh, I really loved the start of this book. Uh-huh. But the end of it has left me very um, ambivalent about it. Like, it's, I don't know. It's just, maybe that's because of the subject matter also. Like, I don't know why I talk about that much because it's the end of the story. But I don't know. It's, yeah. it's got left with a weird feeling. And I don't know where to go with that's it. Kind of, that's kind of how I felt about it, even the amount I read. I was like, this this has a lot of really cool character beats. But the minute it's, like, leaning into its plot, I just, like, start to feel myself tuning out. Do you remember where um, the plot was when you were reading it? Um, There was the alien guy who was, like, the, the Bishonen boy around. Okay. Mostly. Did the other like, factions start showing up? Yeah, I think a little bit. Yeah, it's been okay. it's been some time, but yeah, so I'm it, pretty it gets, sure I'd seen yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, it, it, yeah. I like the characters a lot, but like, yeah, that's what it is. The plot gets like too plotty almost. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, it's interesting. I'm gonna think about it for a lot because a while because it left me odd, feeling odd about it. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I read for this because I'm reading other books for another podcast I'm recording tomorrow. Yeah, <laughs> you know you're uh, doubling up on recording these, so yeah, uh, that is fair. Well, so we can read the book we came to read today, uh, Electra Assassin. Yeah. Um, so this book is by two people uh, and some other people that got involved. Um, notably, actually, in the introduction I have for my copy of it, um, it was written by Joe Duffy, who helped with the Akira translations, also by Epic. Okay. So we're back to that era. And so this is by Frank Miller and Bill Sinkevich. Yes. And to put this into like time and context... This is after um, Sienkiewicz did um, New Mutants. So his yeah. art has already gone from like... Wh- so he started at like a pretty like standard comic looking artist. Have you ever seen like early Moon Knight issues of his or just like regular comic pages? It's really odd actually to look at when you know what he goes on to do later. Um, and then during the course of that series, you're like, okay, you can go do all your own stuff now. And he goes crazier as it goes along. And then uh, Frank Miller, who the same year this started, had just finished doing The Dark Knight Returns. And while this is still going on, we'll do a Daredevil comic with Sienkiewicz and also begin doing year one, which is why. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> and um, also, while, while this happens, uh, Watchmen's coming out. So this is 86, like one Christ. of the most important years of comics. <laughs> I would call myself a Frank Miller fan with the caveat that he is a crazy person. <laughs> Uh, yeah. who should never be listened to and his work has fallen off dramatically. Um, but 
I uh, I like Dark Knight Returns. I think Dark Knight uh, Strikes Again has some stuff in it that's like interesting, even uh-huh. though it's a mess. I like I Batman Year One, one of the greatest comic books ever made, as far as I'm concerned. I like Sin City quite a bit. It's really stupid. Um, <laughs> weirdly, I've never read 300. I know that's like his other big one, but I've just never read it. And there's like you read Boy Rusty last year. Yes, that's true. I did do that. I don't really think like, of that as a writer's comic. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah, there's, there's, that pair was also like um, hard boiled with Jeff Darrow and uh, Martha Washington with Dave Gibbons. So he just works with all the best <laughs> artists all the time. Um, yeah. But do you? What do you know about Electra? Um, I know <laughs> that she's like the the Daredevil villain, um, uh-huh. because I've I'd seen the Daredevil movie with, uh, with okay. what's her face in it, Jennifer Garner. <laughs> And I think I'd seen the Electra movie at some point once, um, but don't remember anything about it. In my mind, I'm just like, she's somewhere between like White Canary and Talia Ghoul, because that's how I think about superheroes, sure. is through the lens of DC characters. So the 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 Frank, the Frank Miller Daredevil run happened, and uh, he turned a book that was like a D-less book into like the most sought after book on the shelves, basically. Yes, like, I do like, know he, about that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And that book famously has Electra getting killed by Bullseye in it, and then the hand trying to resurrect her and all this stuff happens later in the book. And she's dead. So they're like, we want to do a story for Epic. What do you do Electra story? He's like, well, she's dead. What do I do? And then, so they decide to do this. And the way this is often described as is it's done Marvel method in that Frank Miller would write the scripts and then give them to Sinkowitz. He would draw them. But the thing that they would do is they would just keep iterating on it or as it's described in some interviews, like fighting over it basically and having like a car crash happen while they're just trying to like one up each other on how it's drawn or written or where it goes, which is why the book is like it is at points. Where you mean feels... incoherent and messy and unclear about what the fuck it's about? Yes. <laughs> uh, but also it is a book that is like, like I deeply cannot stop thinking about the process of it, how it looks and all of the people that have stolen from this over the years, it's ridiculous. <laughs> it's weird. So like I um didn't I knew that like I knew about the kind of a little bit of the tone of the Daredevil run, the Frank Miller's Daredevil run. So I was expecting something like that. Um it had not I had just missed the part where this was like a Sinkevich book. Um and so fully just bowled over by a truck as I opened the book and go, Oh right, this is what we're in for. <laughs> um and uh it's weird because like I don't think I like it very much, but it feels and part of that is it kind of feels like you're doing the same thing you did with Dark Knight again uh-huh. um, in terms of structuring uh, in terms of just making a, a story that is meant to be like this, like GTA style, like parody of the times. I think it, I think in this book, it, it really sucks. <laughs> Um, I think the only thing that works is the the Sinkevich's head pasted on the politician guy, the, the wind that they're trying to that's kill. Not I think, that's like one of his friends, which is the funnier part. Oh, is it? Okay, because yeah. Wikipedia said it was him. Oh, it might be. Yeah, yeah. I, I always heard it was one or the other, but yeah, yeah. It's so um, funny. Oh my god. But I think uh, I think that bit. I think that character is like really interesting and cool. Uh, but I think the actual story. Um, I guess I don't know enough about Marvel Comics. Uh, is Nick Fury supposed to be like the biggest scumbag in all the world? Um, it depends on who's writing the comic. Okay. <laughs> because that's definitely um, what he comes across as in this. Well, he comes across as like the actual CIA. Yes. And not like the Marvel comic CIA, yes. <laughs> which is. Yes. And also like even the start of it is like, so to get into the the basic, I guess the overview plot of this book is that Electra is on the hunt of the demon from the hand known as the beast who over the course of the story takes over the body of D- democratic leading Senator Ken wind to <laughs> uh, take over the, the, the country by winning the election and then launching nuclear war onto the world. Yeah. Yeah. That's the um, but, basic plot. But Electra apparently has just got like intense psychic powers, which I did not realize was an Electra thing. I thought she was just like a, a badass. So she's got ninja magic. Okay. Because <laughs> this this book really posits like her as like a, a an avatar of like techno magic, right? Yeah. Like like it emerges out of like conditioning and and maybe like biohacking and like drugs and um 
just very like Cold War style. We're just going to build a super soldier. And they gave her like full on psychic powers because of it, yeah. uh, which I thought she was just a lady who stabbed guys real good. Well, for the, a lot of it, she is. But then like as the hand comes into those stories, they, the, the ninja ish magic part of it starts coming into like the Iron Fist side of it. You say ninja magic, but she's not like doing a fire scroll. Right. No, but she's I think like ninja mind magic. controlling people and like switching bodies with them. Yeah. Not not a thing I associate with ninjas. I'm going to be honest with you. <laughs> I, I, I think of that, as, I guess, yeah, like, Ninja's Naruto, yeah, sure. But, like, this is, like, the most 80s comic that's ever existed also. Mm-hmm. It's, like, you have the, your, your cop who is, like, straight out of my vice. You have Elektra doing, like, all of, like, the American Ninja, like, all, that's what I associate with that stuff with, is, like, like 80s, like, bad action movies about ninjas. Yes, yes. And then you have all, like, the S.H.I.E.L.D. stuff, which is, like, like cyberpunk to the nth degree of, like, crazy huge head headdresses of like looking through data and then like guys making cyborgs and yeah it goes it starts the first issue is kind of like almost straightforward <laughs> do you think so um yeah i guess so <laughs> it's a flashback well it's a it's an origin story almost and told by the yes. electra inside her mom's belly <laughs> nothing's going on there. <laughs> oh it's so good uh the thing i will say that i like like a lot is um this is not like it is written like Dark Knight, but not like Dark Knight. Like he's doing stuff here. Like she's like talking about her memories as like globes that she spins to remember stuff. And like the yes, the the hel- the beaters the helicopter is egg beaters is such a thing I think about all the time because it's so great. And then there's Sinkevich drawing like bullet hole here on her dad as he gets shot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. The thing is, like, um, the Dark Knight stuff is mostly about societal parody. It does not have the, yeah, the yeah. chorus of talking heads that Dark Knight does. The thing that, like, because the book is mostly a framework of Garrett's internal narration and Elektra's internal narration constantly at war with each other. And the thing it actually makes me think of is, like, uh, Grant Morrison comics. Oh, sure. I'm like, Grant Morrison saw this and fucking ran with it. Yeah. So, like, everyone who was on, like, the Warren Ellis forums... And like the 2000s mm-hmm. saw this and was like, oh yeah, this is how we do comics. Like Matt Fraction saw this for sure. <laughs> Alice saw this, took everything from it. Yeah, yeah. Like, have you read Transmet? No. You know the p- basic plot of Transmet? Vaguely. How there's like a Republican president candidate mm-hmm. and then he, they help the Democrat win. He's even more evil than the Republican guy. Mm. <laughs> they might have seen something. Who could say? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, so the first, um, it opens on like, yeah, her, her parents getting killed, and then I think the, the part of the first issue that stands out to me the most is the training with Stick, where the colors just completely go into, like, the brightest blues and purples you've ever seen. Mm-hmm. And it just, and there's the, the thing I call, told you was a Wolverine cameo, which is just the guy with the claws on the one panel. Yes. <laughs> which is good. Um, what do you make, have, have you ever seen Cambridge before? Um, no, I encountered new mutants only through, uh, Jay and miles explain the X-Men oh, okay. where I did look at panels, but have not like read any of it. So yeah, his stuff, when it becomes like this is like this. And like, he goes on from this to do a comic with Alan Moore explaining the crimes of the CIA in the eighties. And then <laughs> <laughs> goes on to do other stuff on his own. And then like another Alan Moore comic that also didn't get finished. And then his it's funny to, with him because he's like most well known these days for like drawing celebrities when they die on Twitter. Wait, really? Like, so it's it's not like an actual thing, but like he's one of those artists that will have like a portrait of them like the day after it happens. So it's okay. like kind of morbidly known for him to be doing this for like as it happens. Okay, it's, it's kind sure. of weird, but yeah. Um, the th- so the thing I want to talk about the most of this book actually is um. I like, I like issue one a bit, but issue two is where it really starts taking off for me, which because it's told in like two different directions, basically. Because Garrett's story is told, uh, and then Electra's already in the room, looking back on the files, mm-hmm. which I really like, and I do. Garrett is a huge asshole, but I do really enjoy him as a huge asshole. He's like the that perfect kind of guy. G- Garrett is the perfect frank miller guy (laughs) in that um he he just is driven mad with his own horny (laughs) and and just can't just can't handle that he's around a woman and a lot of ways like period uh people often think about that 
about Miller and Electra. Like, for a long time, he was the only person who wrote Electra because he then killed her, and then no one brought her back for, like, decades. Hmm. So it was, it was like, almost a, cons- a, a thing he had with her. And there's also, like, yeah, he is... Very, <laughs> he's often very uh, flustered by the fact that he is next to her at all any point. <laughs> yeah. And there's good stuff. Like, he's diving under tables, and she's cutting up his gun without her, him seeing... Oh, it's it's good stuff. I think the thing about this book, though, um, the thing that always... So the thing people come back to about this book all the time is issue four. Because issue four is um, an issue that is a fight scene, a chase scene, and, like, a romance comic happening all at the same time over the course of, like, ten pages. And Mm -hmm. it's one of the most incredible sequences of comics I think I've ever read. And I was curious what you thought about that bit with Brad and Sandy. (laughs) Um, let me grab my iPad and look at it. Yeah, sure. So, uh, I'll give you the, the, the plot of that issue is after Electra has both broken into and broken out of shield because she got caught and then used mind magic to make Garrett save her from her capturedness. Uh, Garrett follows her to America and goes to meet Ken Wind where we, so did, did you know about Ken Wind before? You saw Ken Wynn on the page. Like, he's in a TV panel, like, earlier, like, for a commercial. I mean, I saw, I remember the panel, but that yeah, was Yeah, it. but the panel's just him on a TV. So it could have just been a TV, like, a blurry TV screen of him. But then he's actually this mm-hmm. blurry TV screen guy. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's good. Um, but what happens is Electra goes into... She swaps minds with a girl in the hospital who is apparently, like, a plant from the beast yeah so that people can take kidnap her and then what follows is that her boy her sandy's new boyfriend brad is also a plant who then shoots one of their cia agents so that a so shield agents i guess so that they can have a car chase through the middle of the city while the the narration is the two of them going back and forth about what they're gonna do on their honeymoon and like their marriage mm-hmm. and it's just i can't get enough of it because it's like it's just panels of like Garrett standing over the dead corpse of this guy while they're talking about the biggest church they're getting married in. And then the next panel is the kind of them kissing. And it's just amazing stuff. And like the, the, he's pulling his gun out of the panels and like blowing Brad away back <laughs> at the car. It's great. Uh, yeah. It, my thing with this is that it just becomes like a lot. I just have a hard time following what the hell is happening sometimes. Uh-huh. Um, which I know is like the intended reality, right? Like yeah. just like part part of the story is that Garrett encounters Electra like a ghost a lot yeah. of the time. Like wh- where is she at, at? And if she is real is like a real concern of his and the comics. Mm-hmm. That is true. Um, and then after all this happens, uh, <laughs> they crash into the, the, the the river and yes a bunch of Ken Wins. <laughs> his accountants jump in and they're uh, secretly yeah. ninjas <laughs> yeah in in chapter five the most Frank Miller possible panel happens where five accountants who, with swords leap in holding their briefcases into the water to fight Electra and this so is where great. I was like fucking this might be one of my favorite bits um in the book and they have an amazing sword fight while the beast is telling his plan. And they're all like cutting each other up with like swords, and then the shield shows up, and all these guys are dead. <laughs> no one knows what's happening. Um, the the uh, issue five introduces actually the thing that I like the most, oh. which is uh, Chastity, <laughs> of course, <laughs> who I I love with my whole heart. She's so she's a she's a shield agent, um, who is like the antithesis of Electra, like deliberately she's like a she's like blonde and booby and has enormous gold cross earrings she's like the cheerleader homecoming queen who became like the cia that's great just like an avatar of america there's also uh, we get fake nixon too yes um and i love her because she's just um she's she's not very good at her job is the thing like everyone treats her like she's like the baddest ass on the planet and she just kind of eats shit the rest of the book <laughs> and like uh, this is all also during all this is where we find out that um garrett's partner perry 
who Electra killed in the first issue by stabbing through the head, is being like mm-hmm. rebuilt by Shield's like secret hidden cyborg program. Yes. Oh, that's good. And then, um, yeah. Then <laughs> go ahead. Uh, the Nixon. The Nixon in this is like a weird little melting troll man. <laughs> yeah. uh, which I liked. I thought that was a good. And his whole thing is that he's like, I could hit the button. I could hit the button any day. They, this guy's. This guy's a coward. He doesn't understand the great uh, onus of hitting the button. Um, which is very funny, given that we, you know, the plot is revealed that, that Ken Wins going to hit the button. Yeah, and we all, I do love his uh, Ken Wins um, political his his catchphrase. Oh yes, wine like, Win- like a watch, not like a watch, like the air. Yes. <laughs> uh. Which is which is kind of I feel like a bit you would only do in a book, like a book where people have to read the words because an ad would not need to do that. Yeah, there's a bit of this book that's like. Like, he obviously thinks that the, the Democratic guy is, like, a, an airbag. Like, entirely, mm-hmm. that's the whole point. But, like, I know I don't agree with what Frank Miller thinks is the correct thing out of this. Even though I agree that he's probably right about that part about, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it's not Democrat or Republican, but I don't think Frank Miller's idea of what the correct thing is, is the correct thing. So, it, it's this weird bit where you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. Also, uh, a lot of this book is um, it's a lot of people. Um, I don't know if this is to save time so that St. Kevin's can draw the rest of the book, but there's a lot of pages where are just recaps of a bunch of squares of people talking through, like, Shields yes. trying to figure out what the fuck's going on in this story. <laughs> yes. Like, Nick Fury's whole purpose in this is basically <laughs> to ask someone to break it down like a real book, please. Yeah. At one point, I believe it's Chastity or Garrett is talking to him, and he's like, okay, explain to me without talking about ninja magic. Yes. And they're like, sir, that's what the story is. Ninja magic. <laughs> it's so good. There's a bit where Garrett, I think it's an issue four where Garrett goes to America and he's like testing a giant revolver that he's sitting on like the cockpit of. Mm-hmm. It's great. <laughs> and then um, yeah. issue f- after the, the, the chastity issue or interesting issue ends with Electro mind wiping them so Garrett can shoot ch- and they can break out after they realize what's happened. Yes. Uh, and then they go to a motel and Garrett can't control himself while Electra has a bath. He's also like, it's, she's, yeah, she's like mind controlling him to like see every or like see and feel everything that's happening or something. Yeah. Yeah, because in that one, it's very, it's very unclear how much any of that is like a thing Garrett is choosing or just like a dream within a dream that she's put him on. Right. Uh-huh. And this but all, it is just like that's just this is just Sin City, like straight up. Yeah, yeah. And this this also alongside where Kenwin is behind the scenes smoothing all the generals by getting them to drink the mayonnaise or the milk. Yeah, the beast's milk, which <laughs> smells like mayonnaise. It's a very a very good bit where Garrett's around that and he's trying to like open a window in Kenwin's campaign office because he can't take the smell. Yeah, originally he wants to smoke, right? He's like, I'm just going to smoke covered up. He's like, no smoking in here, um, which is a ghastly thing to say in the mid 80s because everyone's still smoking. Yeah. Um, and uh, I love that because he's got like Bugs Bunny, like green barf bubbles <laughs> around him. Oh, go ahead. One of my favorite bits is like near the end of the book is it re- it's revealed that Chastity is just not really bothered by the smell of the beast because she likes mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> She's just great. a great little character bitch. She's like, I like Manny, sir. It's fine. And then we sadly learn about uh, all who Garrett was before he got hired by Shield, which so they, all, they got hired all in the, like, a, huh? Uh, all this X Tech Ops stuff about how they were getting the sickest sickos who've ever <laughs> lived. Miserable. I fucking hate this. Shit. Yeah, it's so bad. <laughs> it's the worst part of the book. I like also that they're in like a fake uh, South American country. Yes. It's like just pick. It's the CIA. Just pick a. So I, I guess actually, like, so for the longest time, Nick Fury is like regular guy who runs Shield, and it's like James Bond mixed with M. Basically, he's like both, mm-hmm. which is a weird thing to do. And then um, he doesn't do a lot for a long time because Ultimates comes out, and then everyone just thinks of him as Samuel L. Jackson. Mm-hmm. And then Garth Ennis takes over and starts doing Nick Fury and Punisher comics set during the Bay of Pigs and, like, that kind of stuff. And, like, yeah. Fury's supposed to be, like, the CIA guy there and, like, like not good. Like, 
or good at trying to be good at his job, but everyone else around him is like the CIA during the Bay of Pigs. Oh, okay. Yeah. The lone good shield operative alongside all this shit. Yeah, yeah. Same with Frank Castle, all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Did you catch the very obvious um, Superman bit with Perry? Mm, Maybe. Where they rebuilt his indestructible skeleton that's powered by solar power. That like has all these oh, like, laser beams in his eyes and stuff, and they're like, specifically like bold like Superman and a bunch of stuff, and while they're discussing him. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, so it all accumulates the, the Democratic like the I, it's not a convention because he's already won. It's like a he's like hosting a party for his victory. Yeah, it's weird. like his his like victory speech. Yeah. 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 Um, I like there's an amazing like splash two page splash at the end of issue seven that's incredible of. Ken Wind addressing everyone. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like this the image is like at his back looking over the crowd. Um, but the 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 pasted head of Ken Wind is just still facing directly at the camera. So uh, because he can never not face directly at the viewer. And I think that's like incredible. That's just and, like that's the cinema. <laughs> and the back is like the uh, the map of America with all of his face on all the states. Yes. Except not like, all the states, oh, but yeah. most of the states. Indiana. <laughs> South Dakota didn't vote for him. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> And the crowd's also like a mix of like real a real crowd scene, but like like blended and like mixed a bit, so it's like slightly off. It's really cool. Yeah. And then the next page is Electra in this in the stands with a crossbow. Yeah. Yeah. And then the last issue um, gives it. I hate how this issue gives it away at the like the jump. Did you get it before you got to the end, or is that just thing I need because um. I read it before? I, uh, I, you know what? I w- did not know that that was where I was going. I'll be honest with you. Okay, because on reread, it is very obvious that that's where I was going because he's talking about how Chassie's like net- nodding to him. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so uh, what happens? <laughs> oh, Chassie's disguise is great, where she's just a nun in the crowd. <laughs> yes. She's been a nun this entire, like, during the debriefing in issue seven, she just shows up to do her, like, big speech about, gentlemen, this is what we're going to do today, dress as a nun. Uh, it's wild. Yeah. Um, and Garrett's a, a bald, like, ice cream sales. <laughs> yes. And, like, there's some great... The page I was thinking about in this book, actually, is in my last issue. It's the one with, um... It, like, cuts from a page, and it's Electra holding a sword next... Um, it's a double-page spread, basically, but it's, like, one side's Perry, Ken, and uh, Garrett Skelton, and the other side's Electra holding a sword, and it says, Inside Lake Memorial, five, four months ago. Just a mm. sick... Im- there's just s- so many great images in this book that I like a lot. Mm-hmm. And then it ends with some ninja magic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, they swap Garrett into per- into the Ten Winds head, and then he takes over and is talking mad shit to the Russians. Yeah, apparently he just needs to be a brash asshole to the Russians. He get this Cold War thing sorted out. This is like, oh, Frank Miller's hair. Derogatory. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, uh, something I forgot to mention way early. In issue one, uh, like on the second last page of issue one, where there's a mm-hmm. panel that's like broken up and like it's like sewn t- getting sewn together. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm talking It's like this. Is it the second last page? Uh, it's the page. It's the page like, okay, no, it's it's not the second last page. It's the fourth last page. There's a panel at the bottom where it's like being sewn together and then being like slowly pulled together. Do you see that? Oh, yes. Yeah. So, Sinkevich learned to sew to sew for this book. Oh, wild. That's actually his sewing that they just scanned into this page. That's incredible. Yeah, it's cool. You can see, uh, especially on the right, you can really see the 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 the, the stitch over the paper. It's mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, that is basically the thing of Lester Assassin. It's like it's like a mo- it's like a lodestone book that I always think about because of all the people have taken from it. And like I like the fiction that comes out around this exact time. Like this is it reminds me of like the Parallax View and like those kind of movies. Mm-hmm. It, like sits along with them for me. Yeah, yeah. No, it's definitely like you know Frank Miller probably loved the movies oh, yeah. in the seventies. <laughs> uh, um, and I I think it's like visually arresting right like i enjoyed reading it i just don't think it's very good ultimately but uh-huh. that's like incidental like i read this I was like this is clearly a very important work uh <laughs> sometimes sometimes you're like man this really is like a load-bearing thing uh but also it's like cartoonish um it's it, comic book guys love to 
take attitudes and aesthetics that they don't think very hard about to make big grand sweeping statements about like men and statehood. Uh-huh. And I fucking hate it. <laughs> I'm, lo- I'm looking at the paper tab. She's love for the first time. She's got like best. You know? <laughs> yeah. She's so cool. And most of these characters don't show up outside of this for like a lot of reasons. People just don't like touching this stuff. Cause it's like, so it's like, it's also like not, Marvel technique, like it's like also this book. So I read this book alongside uh, Miracle Man more and um, Gary Leach and like a bunch of people's book because they're both uh, were out of print for like decades and decades and decades, mm. which is actually a weird byproduct. Like, so the reason the, it's so funny because like Marvel had a terrible trade program for the longest time, like paperback and stuff. So you always go into a, like a bookstore and find like you'd find Watchmen, obviously, because and and Dark Knight Returns and Sand, like all the DC stuff's always there, but like you always find like four Marvel books that existed because they were terrible for the longest time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's hard. Is what book was hard to find, and um, a story about this is um, the first comic convention I went to. Uh, Bill Skinner was a guest there, and during the course of that day, I found the volume I have that collects both the Daredevil and the Electro story they did together, and I got him to sign at the end of the day, and it's a really cool thing that I think about a lot. <laughs> Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. This was um, on the short list of books to bring to Beach House if you didn't like Domu. <laughs> <laughs> Which, in retrospect, that was never going to happen. <laughs> I, um, that's very funny to me because I think Jackson would fucking hate this comic. Yeah? Yeah. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you haven't probably heard the episode, but uh, the last episode, I told Autumn a thing that the blew my mind and then blew their mind. Um, Which is? Do you know 90s comics? Do you want to take an easy guess at why all the coloring's so bad? Oh, the early digital coloring? I mean, is it just like basic like uh, CMYK versus RGB shit? No, it's even worse than that. Okay, what, do you th- what, what were they doing the digital coloring on? Fucking CRT, right? They, they're backlit, right? What are comic pages not? Oh my god. <laughs> right? It's the most simple thing in the world. That sucks. Uh, all those image books and whatever. Yeah. Yeah, and this this book comes out right before all that too. And alongside Watchmen. Let's do Watchmen for this podcast at some point. Uh, that would be a hard book to cover, I feel like, in a single episode, just because everyone's talked it to death, but yeah. it is a good book. And there's a lot of issues that, a lot of specific things I like about all the issues. Mm-hmm. Because like Dark Knight Returns feels like hard to cover in a podcast because everyone's talked that one to death, too. I mean, I keep saying we should do it for Gotham City Limits at some point, just because it's so important, but same yeah. same thing. It just, I, I want to know if the Robocop story is true. What's Robocop story? Oh, that um, you can see a lot of Robocop taking from Dark Knight Returns. And the theory is that uh, they asked Frank Neverland to work on the second two because they stole from his work so much. Mm-hmm. Because like even like the, the scene where Robocop uh, saves the, that guy from uh, the guys, the politician from the, pe- the hostage situation. Mm-hmm. He like busts down the wall behind him and grabs their throws a guy at the window. It's just like, I mean, grabs that guy through the wall and then has the Gatling gun on the guy saying like, don't worry, I won't shoot you. All the, like the commercials and the newscasters all look the same. Yeah. There's a lot of weird yeah. similarities. So what well, uh-huh. like Dark Knight Returns like defined how people look on the news and comic books forever. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's interesting stuff. But yeah, I don't have anything else about this book necessarily. No, it was a it was a fun read. Uh, yeah. everything I love and hate about comic books. <laughs> you asked for non uh, manga, so I brought you someone. Yeah, who I specifically was like, "Don't give me a fucking manga." <laughs> so I brought you someone entirely obsessed with it. <laughs> Look, it's fine. It's yeah. fine. I, I, at least it wasn't Ronan because that is just that. <laughs> I would probably have uh, vetoed Ronan if you were like, "Let's read Ronan." <laughs> it's got a straightforward plot, at least. It's just. Samurai Jack. Yeah, it just sounds super boring is the thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I think we both like stopped liking Miller at exactly the same point, too. Strikes um, again. Yeah, probably. 
Yeah. Strikes Again's a mess, but man, it's, it's got some moments you're like, huh? And then you get some other moments where like fucking uh, Superman and Wonder Woman fucking in the sky, and you're like, man, never mind. This sucks. <laughs> Go to hell. The 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 Captain Marvel thing's sick. Um, what's the other one? Oh, the Captain Marvel thing is so sick. Oh, I forgot about that. It's so fucking <laughs> sick. <laughs> and then there's like um. There's the Barry Allen stuff, which is like one of the best Barry Allen couple pages in the whole fucking DC oeuvre of books. It's ridiculous. The the fu- the, the the Adam stuff at the start of the books, awesome. That's such yeah. a good prison for the Adam. Holy shit! <laughs> I even like 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 the more brutal stuff, like because people like miss out that book so much because I don't know, but like the, the stuff at the end with Barry and Batman, like waiting for the kid to break in the wall to bash Luther's head in is great too. <laughs> Yes. Yeah, a lot of good stuff. I think he actually likes Superman more than people think he does, too. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, people have, like, a really hang-up over his Superman in that book, and it's, like, weird. I don't know. I mean, that's because Frank Miller's politics are yeah. intense and bad. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I don't think he hates Superman, uh, but he does believe that Superman uh, is always going to be a guy who bows to the state, and Frank Miller's a guy who's like, sometimes the state's a pussy. <laughs> yeah. sometimes they won't hit the button yes absolutely <laughs> there's also like the stuff we didn't mention in this book like Nixon's wife is like there's like some really bad stuff around the bad oh yeah she's just like a she's like an enormous Baron Harkonnen fat lady yeah it's like bad like dwarfs him yes Perry's whole backstory like all the X-Chop stuff is just bad oh that's yeah everyone being like a weird rapist sicko in their backstories and now they're super cyborgs like this is this is, you don't need this this really isn't necessary i do like that nick fury's like three guys are like these two idiots that they hired and then like the most like looney tunes ass scientist guy who's obviously the worst yes <laughs> with like the big blue glass oh it's great and then chastity who does better job uh but yeah thank you for coming on yeah. We should have you on again. Of course. We were po- we we're going to this month and then on <laughs> took a break. Yeah, it's fine. We also got to figure out how to do that book when we eventually get to it. <sighs> I just, uh, yeah, I know. I don't know how I'm going to make the time for that. It's going to be a nightmare. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, next time, uh, another guest will be on. It, it's Neve. I think she oh, mentioned right, that before. Yeah. Uh, we are reading Gold Pollen and Other Stories by Hayashi Seshu. Oh, nice. Yes. This is alternative manga that's deeply out of print. That's thankfully been scanned, unlike some of his stuff. Uh, that'll be fun. That's yeah. for Hector Neve. <laughs> I've been reading other books for it. I brought the, the manga... Alongside this one, so I'm gonna bring the non-manga alongside the other one. Or what do you got? Even uh, Gardens of Glass by Lando. I don't know what that is. So it's like someone wanted to make Mobius comics that are about like uh, the Anthropocene and like ecological collapse, you know, that kind of stuff, and sci-fi shit. <laughs> it's like '70s sci-fi, like put through like Mobius art and like really thin pen lines. It's really nice. Yeah, where can people find you on the internet? You can find me on Twitter at em underscore being. Uh, you can find me on co-host at em being. I think no, one of them is e co-host and blue sky. One of them is em dash being, and one of them is just em being. And I don't remember which one. I'm not gonna look it up right now. Blue sky doesn't really let you do um, special characters and blue, names. I don't think. Okay, blue sky must be the one. Yeah, blue sky is the one that's just one word, and co-host is the em dash being. Don't put an underscore in your name. Apparently, it's the lesson I've learned. It's too late now. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and uh, you can find all my podcasts at normalmapping.com uh, if you'd like to support our work you go to patreon.com normalmapping we do the great Gundam project that's what most people probably know us from uh, we're currently watching MS Igloo which is a, genuinely one of the best surprises in Gundam I uh, never thought the weird CG military OVA would be good but it Ooga is squad. yeah Ooga <laughs> squad all the way this would be a more Oliver Mays in fiction in general. Just hapless guys. <laughs> just guys on, who suck. <laughs> on the side. Little doing like, who whine about the plot happening to them. Yeah, fair enough. Isn't that, there should be like a shield guy who's just Oliver Mays. There probably is. There probably is. There's probably a whole Disney Plus sh- series about him. 
Mr. Electro Assassin, the Diddly, the Diddly Plus show. <laughs> uh, you can find me online at Combat Lyric V on all the websites I mentioned. So I have the same name on all of them now. I have unified it. Uh, I just did the 62nd issue of this animated project I'm doing. Uh, and you can find this podcast on the Export Audio Patreon and Podcast Network that you should support, especially this month, but in general. It's really good. Yeah, I've just been on like six podcasts already, I think, or like some number. I don't know. I mean, I, I get around. I like podcasting. No, but this week specifically? Oh, yeah. I was on Stairwells, and I was on part of my franchise with Nora, and I'm on this. That's it. That's all. Oh, I'm, I am the Stairwells co-host right now. So. Yeah. What's the next movie on that? Uh, Throw Out Your Books, Take the Streets. That what it's called. I don't remember what it's called. Throw Away Your Books and Rallying the Streets. Rallying the Streets, yes. Yeah. I wonder what that's about. <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, yeah. Thank you, everyone. Goodbye. Goodbye. Thank you.